Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, MJ. Hi, Marie. And hi, listeners. Welcome to Dispatches from the Kardashian Simulacrum, where we process our media theory takeaways and other hot takes from this week's Kardashian content. So let's talk about the Kardashians show first. What what stood out to you, sister? Well, I'll say this. Does it feel relevant that this was an incredibly fluffy not kind of empty episode on a week when they probably knew they had bigger things slated because like there was so much other big stuff for the sisters and their brands this week off the show you know for sure i mean probs let's talk about what happened so there are palm springs for easter kim tells everyone she's doing um american horror story there's like they established some drama with like Tristan not selling the Palm Springs lots that they have. I have a theory on that one, actually. Yeah, I figured you'd have some thoughts on that. And then Kim goes to a prison with Malika and then talks to these former incarcerated people who are now part of this organization called ARC. Mm-hmm. And then there's like some drama between Chloe and. Chris. Chris. Some trouble in the Grey Gardens, you know? Right. And that's what happened in the episode. And then in the in the larger Kardashian universe, Kim had a huge drop on Skims that everyone's talking about, um, mm-hmm. the nipple bra. Mm-hmm. And then you wrote on our notes some other shit that I have no idea about, so you're going to have to tell me about it. Let's start with Chloe and Tristan and this thing where – He's around. He's literally at Easter, but they're also establishing this like maybe pseudo drama, maybe real drama of like him not selling back the Palm Springs property that he split with Chloe. Yeah. Right. So that was an interesting, tense little scene because it, they put it on Penelope that she didn't fuck with Tristan because (laughs) one time Chloe, Courtney vented about what he did to Chloe, to Penelope. And who knows? I mean, it just seems weird to put that on a kid if it's not true. So, like, maybe Penelope legit doesn't fuck with Tristan, you know? Um, (laughs) Totally scapegoating Penelope. (laughs) Right. Um, But I thought it was interesting that – well, first of all, there's just, like, a really, like, great shot of 
Courtney panned back sitting alone on like that weird couch telling the cameras that the reason Penelope doesn't like Tristan is because she told her what happened. And it's Courtney just speaking really frankly about how she feels about Tristan. And I think they wanted to put that in there because there's been a lot of like public, like not outrage, but like, wow, Kim and Tristan do hang out and Kim like supports Tristan. And so just like showing the diversity of opinions in the family about Tristan, which reflects obviously the different opinions people in the audience have about Chloe and Tristan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a while I was watching that scene kind of like, right, okay, just a new angle on this Tristan storyline that they have put a lot of work into as we, as you know, we've theorized in this pod about Chloe letting him back into her life and just the long game Tristan campaign. Mm-hmm. But I did wonder momentarily, because it's basically about Chloe expecting him to sell her the rest of the property back or for him to buy her ver- her share of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a car. This is more of like a Kardashian big picture long game to like mindfuck Tristan or put the like put the heat on him to sell it or buy it back. Actually, mm, you know, like, use the like the show itself, the storyline of it. His like he's accustomed by now to storyline, so they're kind of like, yeah, Tristan. Like, let's just like talk about it. Like this thing we're working through on the show. Why not? It's content, but like it's a it's kind of like another way to like turn up the pressure on whatever actual like money or like property thing that they're having as a couple or a former couple or whatever they are, you know? And cause I'm sure the show is, has been utilized as a tool in interpersonal or financial like manipulations already, you know? Definitely. I mean, they use it to send messages to Kanye all the time. Right. Exactly. Just like your description of Tristan last week of like, oh yeah, we're just like seeing him like in the Truman show being like, wow, okay. Like, I like this, like the, the, the show as a tool to get what they want out of like the aftermath of that relationship would be, I think very easily used specifically with Tristan. So that kind of crossed my mind. I don't know if it, they're really broken up. And what we're seeing on the show is really what the reality is that he's like around more just because they're on good terms, but they're actually broken up. Then yeah, there's probably like actually these properties that need to be sold. And then they're probably using the show to like manipulate Tristan. Mm -hmm. But if it's like what we think might be happening, that this is all a bunch of scaffolding to shield Chloe from the scrutiny of her reality that she's like possibly back with Tristan, then this is just drama on the show, like Mm -hmm. fake drama on the show to like make it seem like there's like a breakup dispute mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it's a way to like yeah generate some heat and then like engage other members of the family who are ch- pretty disconnected from the family like courtney like oh now we know that courtney who's been like on another planet has an opinion on this too you know right so agree i mean yeah all that it is is just like okay there's a lot more chloe tristan content so obviously that's gonna mean something or does mean something and we're like un- trying to unfold what it means Yeah, it's so valuable for their brand. (sighs) Kim announces that she's going to join American Horror Story. As you wrote in the notes, Riri, yes, I was right that it was decided over a dinner with Ryan Murphy. Totally called that. Did we talk about it on the podcast or did we just like talk about it as sissies? Like, oh, you better believe there was like a dinner where they were like (laughs) probably just like chilling as like powerful people in media. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, hey, why don't we do this? No, there's a lot of dinners, I think, where a lot of shit goes down. For sure. Then there was a line. I think Chris said it. Maybe Chloe. Chloe. Kim could. T- oh, you do. You read my mind, sissy. 
Kim could tell me tomorrow that she's running for president and I'd be like, okay, girl. So they put that shit in there on purpose, obviously. Because MJ is convinced that Kim will run for president. Well, I'm not necessarily convinced, to be fair. I I just think that they benefit from the speculation and I think she wants the option, you know, and if it seems like she can go down the road, if she passes the bar, which she will eventually, and she has some success as a lawyer, which could be leveraged into a senator or some shit, you know, like, yeah, I I don't know if it's like the distinct specific actual end game, but it's like, I bet they're quite open to the idea, you know, and they're they're thinking of it. Um, And they're always playing the long game as far as the PR of any narrative that they're opening up. And at this point, they are treating Kim's image formation and maintenance as a political campaign, whether or not there's a specific actual end game like that they are writing towards towards presidency. You know what I mean? So it's still political. We were also totally right about the narrative that this American Horror Story thing would take of Kim being like, I know I said I would slow down, but I just had to Mm -hmm. say yes to this opportunity. Mm -hmm. We saw that shit coming. I think that it's true that the strike impacted how they edited the show, though. I think that the American Horror Story storyline was meant to be bigger, and I think the strike impacted how the show was edited. I think this kind of casual conversation over Easter brunch was meant to be just Mm. bigger. You know, Yeah, for sure. Because that was Easter. When did the strike start? We did that timeline. (laughs) I don't know. We, like, should know this. It was summer, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was summer sometimes. So this Easter brunch thing that they had was actually before the strike. So it was kind of an underwhelming announcement. So you think it was planned to be underwhelming in that way? I mean, they filmed that before the strikes. Let me see. She's going to crunch some numbers. She's going to get to the bottom when of it, it. When is Easter? April. Okay, yeah. The strikes like kind of started in May. Unless, I mean, why yeah, are we, wait, wait, why are we why taking are we this at face value? <laughs> right? All you have to do is throw some Easter bunnies in there and talk a lot about bunnies, which they did. Yeah, we're bunnying it up. Yeah. We, it's, that totally wasn't Easter, especially because remember later in the notes, I was like, oh, there's a continuity error. It says that Chris is talking about how school's out so she can take the kids out on a thing. But then later in the episode when Chris and Chloe are talking, Chris is like, where's true? And Chloe's like, school. So yeah, yeah, all the timelines are fucked. You can make any day in LA Easter if you just put some pink eggs in there. For sure. Wow. Okay. Very possible. Very possible. Wow. We almost slipped up there. We were under the spell. We can't let him do it. Um, <laughs> we, but we didn't. We didn't. So maybe some interesting fudging of the timeline. So then in the same – in that same – scene well and like a little bit later they have kim and courtney being like yeah we're just like totally fine now and you know we always can count on connecting over motherhood and our kids so it was kind of like a whole constructed scene where they talk about their parenting styles kind of like motherhood mm-hmm. has been a big theme i mean it's always a big theme but it's been a big theme in the last few episodes this was an especially interesting conversation to me because they were opening up their parenting styles for scrutiny it was just like just yet another thing they're kind of letting be like the game operation where people can like pick apart little things yeah 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 like it gives content for people to do their thing of like (laughs) they do that as mothers they know that people will criticize that with kim's ad actually like this pointy nipple ad for skims that she's doing and the fact that she kind of like baits it starts it with discourse on climate change knowing that People are going to watch being like, oh, Kim is finally talking about a social issue and then kind of 
immediately turns it into parody. I was like, damn, they don't give a fuck. Like, like they will, they are literally mocking the fact that everyone demands these things of them and turning it into an ad. Right. <laughs> so, you know, like they, I don't, I think that they are comfortable putting those things out there in like their controlled way because they trust their ability to create a shield for themselves anyway. Somehow they just know that they're always going to find like a solution or some way to leverage it. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not yeah. like an accident. That was like a planned storyline where no, Courtney sure. and Kim were going to sit down and talk about their parenting styles. And I'm just kind of like, why now? Why this? I mean, it's a good device to get them back together on screen, you know, talking about something that they're saying that they connect on. So mm-hmm. I mean, just as a literary device, it's that. But it's just interesting that like right now is the time and place that they're going to allow their mothering skills to be open for scrutiny well yeah no for sure i mean i think they're gonna be putting a different kind of emphasis on motherhood more and more because they are making way for the kids i mean i've noticed that the kids are much more present in the show i think they're making more way for the kids because the kids are getting older and they're giving the kids more agency like the fact that penelope has an opinion about tristan and they are making that a moment of tension or they're making penelope's feelings about tristan move a scene forward tells us that they're planning to make more space for the kids as time goes on. And North had an entire scene with Kim as they were kind of cooking together. Kim was seemed more maternal on, on the note of this motherhood thing that we're really seeing them bring in more and more. More maternal towards North, towards a child period, than I feel like I've really seen her in the moment that North was eating that onion like an apple. <laughs> I actually noticed that too. I was like, oh shit, I feel like I'm witnessing like a real mother-daughter dynamic. Yeah, same. Yeah. And then it made me realize like so many of them feel a little bit protected or insulated or a little performed, but that was definitely a stage scene. It was, you know, Kim and North doing a little project together, but that moment of her gazing at North while North was like actually truly eating that onion like an apple. Yeah, like you can't like, it's not like some producer was like, North, how about you pick up that onion and eat it like an apple? (laughs) Oh, and I guess that whole motherhood conversation was a precursor for that scene with her and North just being like... After Courtney's talk. Exactly. Like you said, it was a device to get the sisters together again and kind of just demonstrate that reality of sister relationships where you're like, and now we're fine. But the fact that they were kind of venting a little bit about how the fathers are held to a different standard, which I think a lot of women do relate to, a lot of Mm -hmm. single moms relate to. What was interesting is when they were going over what the kids complain about when the kids complain their lifestyles to their lifestyles with their dads is that I guess the kids are saying things like, he doesn't have a chef, he doesn't have security, he has an apartment. And I thought the specific complaints that they were voicing on behalf of the kids, I mean, they were all things about being more down to earth. They were revealing that the kids like complain about the opulence of their lives mm-hmm. and and that the fact that like the Kanye apparently doesn't have a nanny and so North says she likes that better and specifically them sharing that is kind of interesting I also read it as them like doing their best to paint Kanye as like a deadbeat dad like it sounds <laughs> like he is a typical like divorced parent in a rental condo Right. It's like, okay, we, but like Kanye doesn't live in an apartment. Maybe it's an apartment, but it's like a fucking penthouse. Right. No, for sure. We've like seen the penthouse in the background of like weird Kanye footage that like still comes out. But they're still speaking to the fact that the kids are yearning for something more real because Courtney says the game changer, quote unquote, is that she makes pancakes in the morning now. So the solution Courtney found is to still do something that transcend that like paid labor isn't doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it it was a weird little interesting scene. I would say that was like a more substantive scene. Yeah. I mean, they definitely are talking about motherhood as it relates to 
class more because there's been little comments about Chloe in last episode said something about like, it's important to still spend time with my kids, even though I could have the help Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then something about Chris taking care of the kids, like she's never taking care of the grandkids without help. And then this conversation with Courtney and Chloe. So I think they probably know that they have to address that too. No, totally. It definitely sometimes takes a defensive tone. Like it's still hard, even though I have all these things. Lately, it's been less defensive. Lately, it's been a bit more exhibitionistic, if anything. I think a little bit provocative, slightly. There's been some where it's like, it's slipped in casually, like just owning the privilege. But then there's other times where I think it is a bit provocative. But yeah, no, that's true. Anytime they're giving the public what they want, as far as addressing race, class, XYZ, even when they address it and like do what the public wants, quote unquote. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. They're always still going to add like a sprinkle of controversy to get Mm -hmm. to still leave. A taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah, and leave it up to judgment so that there's more discussion about it. Yeah, exactly. So true. I mean, that's the thing. That's what they're showing us when they're showing Courtney sitting on the weird couch discussing her hot take on the Tristan situation. Mm -hmm. It's all about reaction. It's within their simulacrum. They're modeling the reaction, the reactive culture that we all live in and like what all this content is meant to elicit in us. Right. Which actually is a great transition to like kind of the next and final piece of drama on the show, the Chris and Chloe manager fight. Mm -hmm. Chris allegedly wants Chloe to do a podcast and Chloe's like, well, I'm not doing a pod until I have more kind of support and insulation with my team because I've never had a team. I'm just doing all this shit on my own. And then she's talking about how she doesn't want to do a podcast because it 
opens her up to more scrutiny. And if she says something wrong, people will glom onto that and it'll, you know, and cancel her. And I was kind of like, LOL, like, that's what this show is. That's what everything you do is. Like, mm-hmm. why is the podcast any different? But you said it's, mm-hmm. it's them always speaking to kind of represent what like the everyday, the common man experiences too. So their role, the Kardashians' role in culture has been to kind of like lead the charge on uses of technology and social media as we all kind of literally follow them. And, you know, they led the influencer economy in a way. And so they know that the internet is made up of hordes of people trying to start their podcast, trying to matter on TikTok, trying to make their bids for mattering in this, this, this algorithm. And that is now an anxiety that pervades a lot of people consciously or unconsciously. Like, what if I say the wrong thing? What if this catches the algorithm wrong and I'm suddenly famous for being infamous for doing something, you know, getting it wrong. So when Chloe says I could, you know, basically dead name Caitlin and it will all be over for me. Yes, exactly. You're right, Marie. Like they could, and there could be outcry. And at the end of the day, it's the Kardashians, and like they're so part of the establishment, and they they benefit so much from controversy that they would probably find a way to keep it moving. But it's also a safe example to use, even though it's actually quite incendiary. It's incendiary. Incendiary. Um, incendiary. Incendiary. Um, it's a hard one. I really took a risk with that. <laughs> <laughs> I really went for it. But it's really the only word to use, whether I can actually say it or not. But because Caitlin specifically has said uh, multiple times that she's fine with dead naming, she's she's okay being referred to as Bruce in certain contexts. So it's interesting that Chloe, I mean, it, it literally proves the point that you made. Like Chloe is using an example that's true for the culture, but not actually true for the Kardashians, but it's something people may relate to of that in terms of expressing that anxiety. Right. And so I thought that was interesting. I mean, which for me begs the question of like the function of the entire scene. Like, is this, again, I mean, we always ask this, like, is this real drama? I believe this is a real dynamic. I believe Chloe out of anyone is probably kind of left in the dust with Mm -hmm. management. Um, And maybe that's a real manager, momager, daughter dynamic between them that they're just exploiting just like the kim courtney drama from last season Mm -hmm. so it's like i just was confused like okay is this ultimately like a big long game ad for a podcast that will come out or is it just a way to add some drama and then reflect the culture like what was going on with that because clearly that's going to be possibly like a central conflict or at least a conflict that spreads over a few episodes one or two the fight itself felt real but that's where i'm like maybe they are just getting really good at fake fighting or judging up like inner anger towards each other because yeah like the the fact that what prompted this conversation between chloe and chris was like a random podcast felt a little strange but then when chris was like calm down chloe or whatever she said it was like a very like real like it was the mode that kim and courtney were describing of chris when they were talking about mothering styles and saying that Kim gets a little shrill with her kids. So who knows? It could have been continuity with their efforts of whatever they're trying to communicate with that Kim and Courtney parenting scene. Or maybe it really was like a real mother-daughter thing between Kim and Chris and Chloe. I mean, who knows? But um, we will find out once a podcast you know comes out or doesn't end up coming out. And right. And one other thing that was interesting that actually came up in the same episode was when Kim was sort of doing this like humble brag thing at the table about announcing American Horror Story, she was like, I don't know. I just love taking on a challenge. It's not like I can act. 
And then Chris said, oh, you can act or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's really good acting. Right. It can all just be acting. It's like they all can act. They can. They can by now. And I wonder what it's like to over time develop that skill. Because they were kind of in the beginning, even with scenes that were meant to be like just organic, like, wow, like the FBI's on the phone. Like right. you could tell when it was like they wanted to they wanted to sell it and they kind of couldn't in the very mm-hmm. beginning. And now I'm sure there are scenes that even though we think we're good at catching what's staged, it may be harder. It might be harder to tell. Just like everyone can tell their faces aren't real, but it's harder and harder to tell. Like, is it because of a chin implant? Is it because of a eye lift? You know, the technology is getting more refined. The sensibilities are getting more refined or whatever. Storytelling is getting more refined. Even Mm -hmm. if the storylines are getting kind of like less refined. Exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. I guess not final thing, then Kim and Malika going to the prison. What did you think about that? I mean, it was the most, when's the last time we saw Kim and Malika go do a project together? Like just the two of them, like that was like kind of interesting. In the confessional, she kind of burped out a reason for Malika to be there. And it's kind of like- Kim has been criticized for not centering black women in her prison reform activism. And so it did seem kind of like, is there some kind of like optics that she's aiming for with this? Oh, absolutely. That's like what, how I read that. They want us to take the prison reform stuff seriously. And they're more and more connecting the show with things going on that they're doing outside in real time and social media and their brands, etc. And Kim just dropped this nipple bra kind of under the guise of like environmental activism And you're saying it was kind of spoofing that kind of shamelessly. But then do they want to be taken seriously for for that too? Because the bra, I'm pretty sure some of the profits from the bra are going to environmental shit. So it's like, is that, or is that like the connective tissue, activism tissue they wanted across the show and this launch? Or is that like too far of a stretch? I mean, no, the criminal justice reform content was just going to be coming more and more this season. I don't think they necessarily paired this episode with this bra drop this week for that reason. I just think they kind of gave us a softball episode following a big, you know, round of things last week. The soccer, Beckham, Victoria Beckham, Fashion Week, all of that was building towards last week with those soccer stars, sports stars doing a Skims campaign. So like, mm-hmm. I think that the Kardashians episodes were meant to be aligned with that big drop last week. This week, I'm just saying this softball episode kind of can be in the backdrop because it's all stuff that the audience is used to. And like Kim didn't even go inside. We didn't see her go inside right. the prison with Malika. Um, it was kind of just talking about this thing that we all know Kim does so that the, these things that are happening in the brand can be more central this week, which is the drop of the nipple thing, which I think is – it's interesting. You would think it would have been like a huge deal. And like, oh my God, Skims got Cardi when Cardi was a Skims model like a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And even this like sports thing, like it kind of hit these big campaigns now that used to be like, holy shit, Kim and Megan, like people are used to what Skims does now. You know what I mean? And this shit goes fast. It's like, yes. damn, they didn't even let that live for like more than a week, this soccer thing. That was yes. like a huge deal. And now they're like onto this nipple thing. Exactly. They're like, We're keeping up, bitch. They're setting the pace. They're not like catching up to the pace. They're setting it. 
well said. Yes. Yeah. They like ramped it up slowly. Like I remember when people were realizing like what skims could do and what it was prepared to do. I feel like the turning point was kind of like, oh damn, they got Victoria's Secret models. Oh damn, Megan Fox and Courtney. And then, mm-hmm. and then, oh, we're pretty mad about my ice spice. And like, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say my spice. <laughs> my spice. Oh my God. Have you seen like the deep fake of Obama as ice spice? Oh man. It's um, really good. Oh, it's gonna be like No, I can't. No, I refuse. I'm not watching that. <laughs> well, you did. The AI shit. No, some of this AI shit, dude. Like, this is where like I'm so comfortable being like an older. Like, I'm. I don't know. Am I an older millennial? Is that like, or am I younger millennial? No, I think we're actually younger millennials. Okay, well, either way, I'm like handling it like an older person now, like in like a rapidly accelerating technology like world. Like I'm like, no, I will not even give it the click. This is bad for our brains. Listen, I'm with (laughs) you on that one, but I did have a laugh. (laughs) I did have a laugh with the Obama ice spice deep fake. I I could not handle that. But anyway, okay, so nipples, 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 nipples. Nipple, um, nipple, 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 nipple. Oh, that's what it is. This one, I think that we need to just notice too that this, what is it about this ad that are that's hitting people more intensely than like the athletes of last week or Cardi a few weeks before or, or Hari Neff before? Like when that's like a get, someone that was on Barbie, you know, mm-hmm. it's Cardi. There's things to say about Cardi being part of it. Cardi's had kind of a friendly relationship with the Kardashians for years. Kylie mm-hmm. was a cameo in her video a few years ago. So the discourse kind of was like, it's not hitting the same, but it's not necessarily that it's not working. It's that we now hold skims to that standard. Right. But like right. This, this got us that like, it's like Kim being more performative, more verbal in a parody environment with these like nipple, this like spectacle of nipples. So yes, I won't get into my analysis of it because there's like a TikTok and a, a meme a set of memes now i've put out so like you guys if you're listening to this then you watch my shit and you like have the gist but it worked and my guess is that they want to incite a craze that's almost like the instagram era of five to ten years ago where like we were seeing in kardashian face everywhere and bbls everywhere they want the like pointy nipples like they want to like set the new trend of like the cone bras of mm-hmm. like you know yesteryear or they want a new kardashified aesthetic to like sweep the nation again and this is more easily accessible and affordable too like okay you buy a skims bra and then you can nip out mm-hmm. you can have the perfect nipped out nips right not your floppy fucking ugly shitty nipples well no because the placement of the nipples on the bra are like boob job nipples yeah like, exactly yeah they're refining a trend and democratizing a kardashian aesthetic which is obviously boob job boobs oh my god you can have my perky kim tit fucking titty tit fuck nipples right and that's like <laughs> my ass was my thing but you guys got started to get pissed about how it was really dangerous to get BBLs. And we were, you know, creating a standard that was making women die, under, all the their, knife. die under the knife and save up all their money and like just like harm themselves financially and like the cultural appropriation factor. So here's a bra for like 25 bucks or whatever it is, you know? Right. Well, and it is crazy that like you can have every star in the world. But what's going to, like, break the internet time and time again is something having to do with, like, Kim and her body. Exactly. Well said. Okay. So the nipple – the nipply dipply doos are – Nipply dipplies. Are big. And is there any other, like, 
external Kardashian content to discuss or should we talk about our NPC? Well, just that Kylie dropped this like line called Kai, but I don't know a lot about it still. So I got to look into it. But I think they're suggesting it's going to be sort of like a high fashion sort of Kylie thing. And I think it's a response to the discourse that's happened online that like, oh, like Kendall models for high fashion. But when Kylie models, she really gives. And I think they're trying to, you know, have Kylie transcend makeup just like Kim did. You know, mm-hmm. and Kylie's Kim 2.0, so maybe it was time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then Kendall's like doing some kind of partnership with Meta, where she—I don't know if you've seen it—where she announces herself and she's like, "I'm Kendall," but or, no, she doesn't say I'm Kendall. She says, "Hi, I'm Billy," and it's like this new product where like you can talk to an avatar of a celebrity, but they're like personalized. But you know, it's interesting. The Kardashians like will be the first in line to like feature or center like some weird dystopian billionaire product, kind of like some like Theranos shit, like. We tested our genes and then it's going to help us know these things about our health and like, let's scan our brains. But like, this stuff never ends up entering the mainstream at all in the slightest. Right. It's just like seen on the Kardashians and that's it. They're like, what you're actually watching is a proxy version of us. And right. we're, we're actually like frozen on Mars. <laughs> right. Exactly. We're like, with but you'll Mars. never access any of this technology. Right. Right. These are all holograms. Yeah, that's all I got. Should we do the NPC? Because I'm overheating where I am. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, the only NPC I can really think of is the man who works on the ranch that Chris took the grandkids to. And he helped. He showed Stormy how to feed the mini horse. (laughs) And Stormy was not having it. She's like, I'm not doing that shit. And he was like, oh, okay, I can just show you. It's all good. I missed it, I think. So I believe you. Well, he seems really nice and kind, and he was really sweet to the little babies, and they had none of it. They said, we're Kardashians, and we don't give a fuck. (laughs) No, I I think that's it. That's the one. Okay. Well, there we go. You forgot to say your Truman Show quote last week. I am not on my A game, am I? I mean, no, that doesn't mean you're not on your A game. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm missing the key ascent- the essentials of the, what everyone Yeah, Yeah, that's for. what people are coming to this podcast for, for sure. <laughs> Everyone's on the edge of their seat. Yeah. All right. If I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and why don't you say the last part? And good night. <laughs> good job, sister. Oh, thanks, sister. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. 
for free shipping and 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.